It's Bev Kalinka, co-host of Let's Save Thousands with Ed Kalinka. Hey, listen to our podcast that teaches you how to save money during the home buying and selling process. For most people, purchasing a home is the biggest investment they'll ever make. Here, we're motivated to help you make that investment easier and cheaper. On our show, we talk to experts on lending, inspections, personal finance, design, and more. So join us and save thousands. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Let's Save Thousands. I'm Ed Kalenka. And I'm Beth Kalenka. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. We have an exciting guest with us that's going to share with us some real pertinent and real-time information on helping us to try to save the planet. And who is that, Bev? That's Che Capadia. Che is with Power Solar. Um, che is the solar energy consultant for Power Solar. He's got a degree in electrical engineering from Virginia Tech um, and a well-known colleague. How are you, Che? Great to have you. I'm good, and thank you for uh, thanks for having me on. Our pleasure. We're excited for this episode because you're going to empower us with tons of education on solar panels at Tell. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. Obviously, the cost of energy is getting crazy, and it seems like solar is is a, and is you know being part of the renewable energy aspect is a, certainly an asset for those people that are looking to offset big costs like energy costs. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Energy costs are going up now. How much are they going up? It just it depends where you are, who your utility is. In a lot of places now, you can shop for your own supplier and pay transmission, but that, that's a lot of work. Uh, if you live out in California, you've known this for years. Here on the East Coast, we're starting to see it. it the prices are creeping partially due to our aging infrastructure. Utilities, you know, every time we have a bad storm, power goes out when it shouldn't. And they're working on fixing that, but we're the ones who are going to pay for it. They're not going to take that out of their profits. And one way they'll do that is raising rates and charging other fees based on your usage. So we like to look at solar energy as a way to make yourself an energy entrepreneur. When you set up a system for your house, now you're in control of the supply and the price that you'll be paying for the short and midterm future for energy. Interesting. I never realized, you know, it didn't, it didn't click that, you know, the infrastructure is getting older and that there's got to be repairs made and that you're effectively going to be paying for it. So let's talk about the benefits of solar, switching to solar. We've got energy bills, controlling your usage and efficiency. We've got relying on less of the major big electric corporations. And of course, the big one is lowering the carbon footprint and the greenhouse emissions. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, so with energy bills, when you look to put a solar system in, you're looking to offset your energy usage. Now, the way that is generally done, the way we do it, and almost every solar company will do it, is look at a year of your production and design a system that will offset that. Now, does that mean in the winter you're going to produce enough energy to power your house? In the Northeast, no, because we, we don't produce nearly as much in solar systems in the winter as we do in the summer, where we make a ton. So over the course of the year, you've got basically a, a full offset. 
what, what that's going to do to your bill is more or less eliminated, except for every utility will charge some sort of connection fee. Uh, First Energy, uh, who's JCPNL, right? I think theirs is about six dollars. Uh, PSCNGs is a little higher. I want to say it's fifteen to twenty range, mm-hmm. um, or that can be your fixed bill every month. Uh, after things, it, it takes a little while for everything to get on that cycle, about a year. But after that, your fixed bill can be that low. Just the cost of the connection. Yeah, and and the reason the reason you are going to stay hooked into the grid is just just because it doesn't make sense financially yet for you to go fully off the grid, which would involve a lot of battery systems and a lot of other things. Those are all still really expensive, and what all the utilities do, at least most of them, the ones in New Jersey do it. When you get a solar system, you get something called a net meter. So instead, what you, your regular meter is replaced with a net meter that's just going to spin both ways. So if you're producing more than you're using, it spins backwards. Then at nighttime, it's going to spin forwards to account for what you're pulling from the grid. And you'll end up where you're supposed to with what you produced. So you effectively can have a credit and that credit is applied over the during those months. Oh. Yeah. So every month you'll end up with some sort of credit and once a year, they'll reset it. And uh, if you're in the negative, which means that you've created more than you've used, they'll pay you a wholesale rate for that extra power. Um, It's not a great way to make money by creating more than you use because the wholesale rate is not that much. That's why we like to size systems to what your usage is. If we're right around that, then it's a good system. You know, in my the system I've got in my house, I think I got 40 bucks of extra power from last year. So it's, it's not too much. And they don't carry over that credit. You just, there's just a, a financial buyout at the end of each, each year, correct? Yeah. Once a year, okay. but month to month, it gets carried over on your bill. Okay. All right, so we can clarify that a bit, Jay. So you're looking at, you've installed a system on your house. So you know about this firsthand. You're, you're, you're just not a salesperson. You're also a client, as they would say. Yeah. And so, so here now, uh, when you look at your annual monthly bills from, from the previous year that you had, when you calculate the amount of money that was expensed in installing the systems, whether it was paid outright or paid over and uh, leveraged through either uh, some sort of financing, and then you had a $40 balance. How did your overall month to month bill calculate? I only pay the $6 minimum on my bill. I, I'm a first energy subscriber. So I only ever pay the $6 minimum. I produce enough in the summer to carry me through the winter. It, I have a big bank of extra energy toward the end of the summer. And it gets chipped away at, at, through the winter. I think our bill is reset every April. Yeah, that my, my only cost is the loan I pay monthly on my solar system, plus $6. So the next question I have is, so what's the best way to determine whether your house is a good candidate for solar panels? A few things. You'll know your house. Do you get a lot of sun? If your house is in a forest, you're not a good candidate. I'm sorry. If you're getting a lot of sun on your house, great. The next step is to figure out which way your roof surfaces are pointing. Okay. South is the best. That's the best. It's the most efficient. East and West are also very good. 
not as good as South, but very good. If you're on some sort of um, peak hours plan where you pay a higher rate during peak hours, then west facing panels are actually even better for you because that means you'll be producing more in the afternoon evening peak hours than you will in the morning when it's uh, during non-peak hours. So it's something to think about if you are on one of those kinds, uh, if your utility utilizes one of those. In California, west-facing panels are, are golden because that's the standard out there. Uh, in New Jersey, I, it's not as common to see that, but it can exist. So just, you know, if you've seen that on your bill, if you've looked at your bill and you've seen it, then, uh, then west is good. But anything that's not north is pretty good. In some cases, if even the north side gets a lot of sun, it might make sense. It might not make sense. That's the second factor is how much sun your roof gets. Then the last and one of the most important is the age of your roof. We don't want to install systems on a roof that's old and it's going to need to be redone in the next five, six, seven years. Okay. Because it, it just doesn't make sense for you financially. So do you take, as a, as a consultant, do you take a, like a Google search of the property to see what direction the roof is or the angles of the roof? I'm assuming that's the case. So I'll do that really quick. Yeah. And just to a base layer, you can usually pick up some trees and stuff. Uh, the Google map imagery is not the newest at times. Okay. But so I'll do that. That's the first step I'll take. And I'll be able to know right away if, if we should go further. In most cases, we, should, we can because most houses are actually good candidates. The next step is I get the customer's utility bill because your utility bill, if you ever look at it, has a whole little, there's a section on it with a graph for your usage for the past 12 months and your total annual usage. And that's all I need to design a proposal together and a potential system, because that's gonna tell me how big of a system to make a proposal for. And then we have a piece of software that will look at your house and factor in nearby trees, near all the factors that could affect shading and sunlight and it'll tell me how many sun hours each different roof surface of your house gets. Oh. And based on that, we can place the panels and come up with very solid estimates of what a system will produce and how efficient it will be. You'd mentioned that if uh, your roof is within uh, need of replacement within five to seven years, it doesn't make sense. But uh, is there a program that would help at this point in time that would help to subsidize the replacement of roofs? Not that I know. What I, what I do know is some companies, and this is obviously a discussion for you to have with your own tax professional. If you do the roof, uh, like we do roofs with our systems, if customers ask. If you do it in the same project, some people actually claim the federal tax credit for the roof. It's a little bit of a gray area in terms of if the roof qualifies for that or not. So there is a potential for there to be a tax credit uh, if they found it's applicable through their accountant. Yeah. So on this, the pros and cons of installing a solar panel, um, what's the expected payback or return on the, on the investment? Um, and, you know, I know these things are good for 20 to 30 years. Okay. So I'll talk about that one first, the efficiency. Okay. 
the new panels, the ones we like to use, we, 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 we like to use top of the line panels at, at Power. So our top one, which is called an REC 400, that has a 92% efficiency after 25 years. It's still really good. It doesn't uh, degrade too much. Um, the second one that we use is a Hanwha, which is German engineered. That one, I think, is at about 90, 85 to 90 range. They're still, they're, they're both really good uh, options and they're both really efficient even after a long time. As terms, in terms of the payback, so the way we're going to look at the payback, I, I look at it in two ways just a straight cash payback and then a second factoring in the incentives. So just a straight cash payback. If you paid for your system in cash today, and we're not factoring in any of the federal incentives. If you, it, it really depends on how big of a system. So if you're in a house that has a 150, 100 to $200 a month electric bill in that range, I would say you're looking in the eight to 10 years ROI without any incentives factored in. Okay. If you're in a heavy usage house, you know, 800, to 11, 1200 a month electric bill, which I, I've dealt with people in that range. You know, people have two heat pumps, a pool, a hot tub, right. stuff adds up. That ROI comes down to four to five, between four and six years, just because of the scale. So, and, and how much you're already paying every month. So the, the bigger the user you are, the more it actually makes sense. If you can give space, appropriate space for the panels. Does it always have to go on the roof or can there be a different setup? So yes, we can do ground mount systems. Okay. Um, ground mount systems are a little more expensive okay. because there has to be trenching and other stuff. So, you know, it meets the code for those, uh, you know, to run back to the meter and to the house. But at the same time, that extra cost often can be made up in efficiency because they can be placed and pointed in an optimal direction. Right. So if you've got a lot of land or open land, we can you can do a ground mount system and it actually might make a lot of sense. I have had the occasion to listen to some speakers uh, of individuals who have had installations on their homes where they remove all of the gas components from their home. In other words, they change from having gas ovens, they change to electric, they change from having gas boilers to having electric heat. How does that make sense? So, I mean, we're, if, if we're following, if you're following anything that's going on in Europe with natural gas right now, it's, it's actually a little bit crazy, right? In terms of in Germany, I think their natural gas prices must be up five to seven times normal price because Russia has cut all these countries off. In Italy, the government will almost pay for the whole cost of a new heat pump system in your home, in a lot of places. Electric utilities and electric heat have been found to be much more energy efficient and much more environmentally conscious. And they're not dependent on a supply of a fossil fuel, which is natural gas. That's why people are doing it. It's, and, the, the, and the other thing is heat pump technology in terms of main heat pumps that function as the heating, also a heat pump water heaters, has come so far in the last 10 years. You know, I, I want to say 15, 20 years ago, if you were outside of Florida or the South, you would laugh at using a heat pump, right? Because once it got below 32 degrees, it was 
probably one of the most inefficient ways to heat your home. But now it's, they've got the technology to a point where it really works in cold climates. I'm not an expert on it. So I can't say if you're living up in Maine or in Canada, it's going to be a fit for that climate yet. But it's the Northeast. It's, you're starting to see more and more of it. It's starting to make more sense. Uh, in terms of how does that work with solar? Well, now if you size your system to factor in the usage that heat pumps or these big electric appliances are going to use, now you've got a scaled system where you're a heavy electric user, but you're putting in a big solar system. You know, the, the cost of solar is not a linear scale. It's, there's a big setup fee, but by adding more panels isn't going to make it more expensive in that linear way. It'll make it more expensive for more panels and a little more work. But once you're doing the bulk of the work, making a bigger system isn't as big of a deal. So it's, it's cheaper per watt, the bigger system you go. So you can produce energy at a cheaper rate. Okay, let's chat about you mentioned incentive. So the old solar incentive this year was 26%, which had been extended a few times in a few of the COVID relief bills. It was scheduled to go to 22% next year and, and then zero in 2024. That has now been changed immediately to now be a 30% incentive valid for 10 years. So 30% of the cost of the system, of getting the system installed, comes back to you as a tax credit immediately. And you can put that in your pocket when you file your taxes. It's not a write-off, it's a credit. So so walk me through this. This is a tax credit. Right. You, so you're getting back for 25, 30% of 25,000 is $7,500. You're getting a $7,500 tax credit the next time you file your taxes. So if you got your system turned on this year, when you filed your 2022 taxes before next April, uh, you're getting $7,500 back. Now, I think there's ways to extend that if you want. You know, This is for people who aren't paying many taxes. There's, there's ways to extend it out over a number of years so you can get the whole thing. But in most cases, you're paying that at least that much in taxes, so it's coming back. Right. So that $25,000 system is really going to cost you less $7,500. Yeah. And then there's a, New Jersey actually has one of the best solar incentives in the country um, in terms of, they're called T-Rex in New Jersey, which are, uh, the rest of the country, they're called S-Rex and they're best, basically stands for sustainable energy credits. And I always forget why New Jersey named them T-Rex. Um, it's the same thing. The only difference is in the rest of the country, in the states that do them, they're sold on an open marketplace. So the prices can vary. In New Jersey, the state guarantees the value of each of those credits at about $91, $91 to $92. So when I design your system in New Jersey, I'll be able to tell you how much you'll be getting back out of that system each year for 15 years. That's how long it's good for so I'm just pulling up a system we did in New Jersey that's being, you know, it's in the permitting process now. Mm -hmm. It's a 7,200 kilowatt system. In dollars, this system costs about $25,000, right in that range. Okay. Over the course of 15 years in credits, we've calculated $10,620 to come back. Does that come back the end of each year as yeah, the buyout it, or is it a tax, 
it's it's neither. It's it's um, you get it back from the state. Okay. Every year. So what one T-Rec is equal to one thousand kilowatt hours of energy, or one megawatt hour. I know we're really starting to geek out here in math, but if you look at your bill, your bill, electric bill, you're billed in kilowatt hours of energy. That's the unit. So this system I'm referencing annually is scheduled to produce 8,038 kilowatt hours of energy. So that's about eight credits a year. It'll create times $90, $91. So in a span of how long you'd be getting a $10,000 credit? 15 years. So you pretty much wipe out the, the, the system. Yes. So yeah, between that plus the 30% we just talked about. Right. We're talking, you know, that's almost $18,000. Right. So you mentioned that most people finance. So if we were to look at a $25,000 system, how are, what would the common way of financing that roll out? So that's up to you. Um, we work and every solar company works with the same three to five lenders in the solar industry. So uh, there's nothing exclusive to what we're doing here. Um, the, we, we can finance from five years all the way up to 30 year loans based on what your monthly payment, you want your monthly payment to be. Do you want your monthly payment to be similar to your electric bill? Okay, I'll put something together for that. Uh, do you want it to be more and then after five years to have no bill? you know, just your connection fee. We can put something together for that. It, it really, it's really a matter of, it's like real estate and working with a lender. Uh, the loan program you choose is your preference, right? You're putting 5% down, you're putting 30% down. It's what you prefer. It's the same way here. We have the rates, unfortunately, our rates are much more tied to the Fed than mortgage rates are. So our rates have moved up a good amount in the last couple of months but I would still not see that as a reason not to get solar because I, I don't think it's getting any cheaper. Mm. Um, so is it going to be a little more than it was at the beginning of the year? Probably, but uh, for financing, but it's still, you know, we, we have programs. I think the lowest we do now is 1.49% over a 25 year term, if that's something you're looking for or shorter terms. So it, it really depends on the preference. If, if you tell me what your preferences are, I'll pull up the five or six best option. So I have a question. If you paid for it in full, is there still a, a monthly cost with the solar company? If you pay us in cash, no. There's the only money you'll be paying is whatever your utility charges you. Your connection cost. And so what will happen and anytime you have a system, what'll happen in the first year, especially if you, or if you get a system installed, you know, let's say you, you decide you want solar, you call me up, we get a system going, you know, right now, if we put it in, we should be able to get it in by the end of the year. We're starting to hit that limit to be able to do that. But I think we're still there. Get it turned on this year. But by the time your system's turned on, it's going to be November or December. Those are not the big energy producing months in the Northeast. So you're going to be behind until you get that full summer to, um, to, to build that credit up. You'll, you'll have a bill, I would say, until April or May. 
you'll have some sort of a bill. It, it won't be the big offset. Um, but then you'll also have a little bit bigger of a credit coming back to you the first year after it catches up. Uh, but we, I like to tell customers it takes about a year for you to see it. Unless you, your system gets turned on in May, then you shouldn't, you shouldn't have many bills. What kind of warranty do these panels have? So we warranty, um, most panels come with a 10 or 12 year warranty, but every job we do, we give a 30 year warranty that covers everything. It covers the panels, it covers the inverters, which are a really important part of the system because they're turning the power that's created in the panels uh, in DC direct current into the alternating current that your house can use. So the inverter aspect is really important to the system. Uh, we warranty those. We warranty anywhere it's going up on your roof in case there's any penetration issues, which is extremely rare, but it's warranted if, uh, if you do unfortunately have that kind of issue. It's a, that's the biggest concern we get from people, I would say, is they don't want their roof to leak. But uh, you don't see that issue that really ever. But if we do, it's warranted. Everything is warranted for 30 years. With your company? Yeah, with our company. Standard manufacturer panel warranties are going to be in the 8 to 12 year range. This is a win-win. This makes a lot of sense. Yeah, really. And, and, and Trey, how can people get a hold of you if they have questions? My website is power.com. That's P-O-W-U-R.com backslash Che Capadia. And my email address is solar at gmail.com. Okay. And what's your phone number there, kiddo? 973-796-4412. Awesome. Yeah, for a free consultation, all I need is a utility bill from the last few months. And we can put together a full proposal. I get on Zoom with you and just kind of walk you through what it looks like. I can do it in person too, but we find that uh, people like it more over Zoom now because I can share the screen and it's, uh, you can really see people are like, oh yeah, that's my roof. That's really cool. <laughs> this is awesome. All right, thank you so much for joining us, Jay. Jay, it's right. been a pleasure. Thank you. All right, thanks for having me. Bev and I want to thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Let's Save Thousands with Jay Capadia. He helped us gain valuable insight into the benefits of installing solar panels on your home. You can also find additional episodes of Let's Save Thousands on Spotify or on our website, letsavethousands.com. We look forward to you joining us next week. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at info at letsavethousands.com.